The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another live episode of the Mexi Mind Matters. With your host with the most, the man with the plan. If he can't do it, no one else can. Mexican. Coming to you live from, eh, we'll just call this area, northern LA, California. We left the snow, oh no, in Ohio. In the middle of spring of deception. You know, Ohio has 12 seasons, right? You guys know that by now, my fellow Ohioans. So, we're off to the west, the west coast. We're here for the Ventura Marathon. Nice downhill race. And then, of course, I got to use my stupid rock and roll tour pass. So, thereafter, we're in Las Vegas for a day and a half. To do the rock and roll half marathon. Ugh. Whatevs. That's a good practice. Good practice for, get you know, in, in the hopes of getting faster to be able to do an under six hour marathon again. And that's the thing. I get asked that all the time now. Well, what's your average time? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to calculate that. I mean, I do know how to calculate it, but it's a pain in the butt. I'm not adding up all these hours and minutes and whatever have you. And then divided them by the total number of races. I mean, it'll take forever. But, I mean, right now I'm at a this much time. Oh, what's your fastest? Well, that's the fastest is 324. I mean, it just happens. Um, but, yeah. so if And I have to constantly explain. Because, like, what are you going to look like a runner? Yeah, most of us don't. If the goal is to finish the marathon, I don't even look like a runner. I, that, I can do that tomorrow. If the goal is to improve my time, well, then yes, some training will need to be involved. We will need it to not be so cold outside. And hopefully when I get back Monday, heading into Albany, Georgia the following week, we can start focusing on some speed training and also the fact that it hopefully will no longer be this bloody cold. It was actually kind of nice for a while in Ohio before we came back. To the west coast Then it dropped Like I said Spring of deception But what I wanted to discuss On today's podcast Is How Important it is to know That upon meeting me If you ever so get The privileged Nay The pleasure of meeting the Mexican one-on-one with the great one. Do, I want you to realize some things that will definitely occur. Number one, you're not, who I am is not what you expected. Number one. Number two, our initial interaction However long it lasts, if you're meeting me at a party for like a few hours, if you're if we're hanging out for a weekend and you're the plus one of someone 
who's there, whatever have you, you are likely to get pissed off, number two. And number three, I rarely joke around. I'm funny and I tell jokes, but when I say I do something, I actually mean, yes, that is exactly what I do. And the reason I'm giving you guys the, this Masha Suive, as they call it, is because time after time, whoever is presented with this opportunity falls right into that pattern of, oh, you are not what I expected. And then gets pissed off because I'm being serious about something and you thought I was joking. I'm not going to apologize for you thinking that I am joking. No. Sorry. I apologize for you being a moron thinking I was joking. That I will apologize for. Your stupidity, I will apologize to the world for witnessing or having been subject to that brand of stupidity. Yes, that I will always do. So... Anywho, let's let's get our sponsor out of the way. We can jump into this and let you know what exactly, what what subject of uh, conversation led to somebody recently getting mad at me for just being me. As always, don't forget you can use promo code Mexi, especially at Super Studio Two Fifty Three. Join now. Have code Super. Coach you to be the best version of yourself. Use promo code Mexi and save on your first class. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Midas podcast. As is the Green Tender. Go now to thegreentender.com. Get your cleanse on. Spring sale is on the way. Two, three, five-day cleanse. Whatever you can handle. Use promo code Mexi and save on your first cleanse. The Green Tender, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Midas podcast. And American National. Join now. Give my man Raymond a call. You have his number. You should by now. You've listened to the podcast quite a bit. Bundle. Get your umbrella policy. Home, auto, life. Remember to up your med pay. I've had a few clients recently who did not. And guess what? They're the tortfeasor. That means the at-fault driver, for those who don't know. The med pay is the only thing that's going to cover your medical bills, ladies and gentlemen. Especially if you're the at-fault driver. Give my man Raymond a call. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your bundling. American National proud sponsor of the Mexi by Madis podcast. Now, we were in the Akron, Cleveland area this past week. No, we did not go to the NBA All-Star Weekend. Well, wish we could have. If I had known that uh, LeBron would have been dissed and uh, the other kid from Akron would have stole the show, my man SC, Steph Curry, the greatest shooter, possibly the greatest point guard of all time. Still up for the debate. But this is why, once again, proving that you know who is not the GOAT. Hell, he's not even top 10 right now. Sorry. I, 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 can't, I, I can't have the same debate every time. Alright, I want to sidebar, sidebar with this, but just, just as a reminder... Some guy on the First Things First said it best the other day. There's like a whole extra legendary NBA career of a gap between, 
your man LeBom and Michael Jordan. Not to mention, he's not even in the top five best Laker of all time, let alone best overall at his position. No. Like, and, and just the reception Michael Jordan got at the All-Star game. I know you're celebrating the NBA 75 best players. That that list is flawed. And then you, you ranked the top 10. At ESPN ranked the top 10. Kobe was 10. I can't take anything seriously if Kobe's not in your top 5. Get the fuck out of here. So, all right. I'm going to side by with that. But anyways, we were at... We're in the Akron, Cleveland area. For a birthday weekend. We all rented the Airbnb. That wasn't the issue. The issue is... Now, I can't remember. I want to go back and check. If this couple was originally invited. But the couple in question... We thought they were married. Turns out they weren't. They were just dating. But, oh, what a pair. The one guy... David Can't remember what he does Really not important to the story But he was there on crutches Because He had fallen And injured his his foot His girlfriend Nicole Oh she was unbearable She somehow Teaches Autistic kids That was her job description so at first impression, I'm like, oh, this, 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 I think I've met him before. I don't know. I don't remember. Quite frankly, I don't care. Even more so because of what happened. So if you take anybody who's a teacher and everybody knows this because of my background in this country, anybody can become a teacher. This chick I took Spanish class with. Who mispronounced Spain Espana the entire time She teaches Spanish in Columbus City Schools So Like I said anybody can teach anybody anything I don't understand Why you need a degree If you're going to have that That level of moronic teachers Teaching kids how to be morons So But respect to teachers Because they do have a hard job Dealing with Not teaching not the actual Act of teaching, but dealing with little squinkles and the parents who are idiots as well sometimes. So this bitch teaches autistic kids. I can only imagine how hard her job is. But anyway, that was my first impression. And then that quickly changed over the weekend because we ended up playing trivia. And the more you interacted with them, well, we played categories and then we played trivia. The more you interacted with this couple, the Nicole was loud, very, very loud. To at one point, I wondered to myself, is she herself autistic? And that's why she's has a job teaching autistic kids how to be quiet, how to interact with society and stuff like that. I'm like, well. If, if that's the case, she's not very good at her job if she can't keep herself quiet. That's what I was thinking. And during trivia, the part I hate about trivia is that 
if we're with people that already know each other, they want to be on the same team. So the wife is already pretty terrible in most categories. So I've already got to put up with that. But on top of that, we were partnered with David and Nicole, who I quickly learned were also big morons on most categories. Now, each round had different points. Each round had different subject categories. And with each question, you also had a song you had to guess. So during the entire game, Nicole would just yell out nonsense that had nothing to do with the song in question or the question itself. And most of the time just say, oh, I think it's this. Remember that one time we went to blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, oh, 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 yeah, it's not that. I kept having to interrupt her to tell her, hey, I need you to be quiet because you're wasting two minutes of valuable trivia time. David kind of does the same thing as well. Like he would say, I think this is the, this is blah. And it shows how blah had nothing to do with the category itself. And especially when subjects would come up where I am sure the answer is what the answer is. And Tara is as well. No, uh, yeah, no, I need you to, no, that's not the answer. You're just casting doubt on the wife. And that's the last thing I need in a jury game. Most of the questions we got points on, I gave the answer. So needless to say, we lost. But anywho, there was a question where, and this was just towards the end, it just pushed everything over the edge. The question was, which two states in the U.S., do, it, do not allow you well, It's illegal To allow you to pump your own gas Now I've driven in every motherfucking state In the country So I will say I am well versed in this subject I knew We only had to give one of the two names But if we got bonus points we gave both So I said it, it's New Jersey David actually concurred because he somewhat knew the answer. It is New Jersey. I'm like, okay, great. Fucking Nicole starts blabbing about it's Alabama because this one time we went to Bucky's. I don't know who Bucky is. The fact that if, if it's a guy, the fact that his name is Bucky is already a problem. If it's a restaurant or a hotel, I don't even want to know what that is. On we went to Bucky's, we were not allowed to pump gas in Alabama, is what she says. And I'm like, were you not allowed to pump gas? Or were you at a Swifties? Well, what is that? The fact that you don't even know what a Swifties is, is baffling. But it's a place where they pump gas for you. And I've driven in Alabama, and I can assure you, it is not Alabama. Then she went on, I was like, well, it, 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 I think it's Tennessee. I have driven many times to Tennessee. I was just in Memphis last year, and I drove and put gas in Memphis. There's no way it is Tennessee. As you were still arguing, it didn't come to find out, oh, we were right. New Jersey was one of the answers, and then we couldn't think of the other one. It was Oregon. 
And I said, oh, before the answers even popped up, I said, I will stop drinking G Fuel for life if Alabama or Tennessee pop up there. Oh, well, you're going to get all upset. I'm like, you are rambling, and it's pissing me off. It's a war. I remember going to Bucky's on the way to the to, to Myrtle Beach. I'm like, wait, time out. Why on earth would you be in Alabama if you're driving to Myrtle Beach? That's southeast. You wouldn't even cross Alabama. Oh, oh. And you might even, even cross Tennessee, depending on which way you went. Oh, oh, my God. I wanted to punch her in the face. Yet somehow, this couple actually liked us. Even though I wanted to strangle both of them. Later on, well, actually not later on. I think it's before the games rumor began. I asked the guy, I said, hey, are you going to keep your boot and your crutch? He's like, well, I wasn't thinking about it. Why? I'm like, well, because for a fair price, I will buy them from you. Look at this, David. This is the guy of the couple that, that was on crutches. Now, mind you, we were told two different stories as to how um, he fell and injured himself. He said he was helping some kids outside. Nicole told us that it turns out uh, they were late, that he was uh, he was rushing because she was waiting on him to go out. And then... He had to walk the dog real quick and then he slipped outside or something. And then he ended up being late and not going, not being able to go anywhere because he hurt his foot. And I'm like, well, that's two different sides of the story. Like, why would you tell us you're helping kids outside and you hurt yourself? When in reality, you like a dumbass, not only were you late to whatever endeavor you were doing, but also you decided to rush and weren't paying attention and then you fell. We'll get to that in a second, though. How that ties into this. But anywho, he said, "No, no, man. What, what do you what do you need a boot and a crutch for?" Like, oh, I just you know, you never know when I'll need one of those. So he goes, "Well, I mean, is there anything specific you need it for?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, it would really help me get on the plane faster." And this is the thing with with the event in question. At the beginning, when we all first got there, we all went around and introduced ourselves and said something interesting about ourselves that you kind of like an icebreaker. The wife doesn't like icebreakers. The birthday girl's boyfriend doesn't like icebreakers. But I said I've ran a marathon in each state twice. That was my go-to. And so, as always, people ask questions uh, a few of the people I'd met there before were asking questions about personal injury because they had specific scenarios and questions about them. And then I always get probed about either the races I do, the job I do, or in general, flying and marathons. Uh, one of the girls there asked me, what's your favorite state and which is your favorite marathon? I'm like, oh, marathon, Boston, hands down. Oh, you've done Boston. Yes, I have. State, I have a spreadsheet, and as of right now, the spreadsheet, the state of Washington is up there, number one. Favorite city, New York City, but state, as a state, New York's not up there. Sorry. 
Anywho. So I asked him, I said, well, as we were talking over the course of the weekend, after refusing my proposal of buying his boot and crutch, he was constantly bringing up the subject of why I would need to get on the plane first. And I said, well, here, look, if I was in main cabin, I for sure would do it. But I pay specifically first class ticket to get on the plane first and to have the perks to come in first class. Don't get me started on why the overhead space runs out if everybody's supposed to have just one overhead bag and there's at least the spot for two or three compartments. Two or three bags per compartment per row. So don't get me started on that. But if I get on the plane first and I pay to get on the plane first, I definitely don't think active military should be allowed on the plane first. They're not going to duty just because, oh, they chose to go to fight for war. Meaningless wars. Oh, they get to get on the plane first regardless of their ticket. Motherfucker, why not just give them a first first class seat while they're at it? And especially when they say, anybody who needs extra help to go down the runway, you can go board now. Why would the people who need extra... Now, mind you, I, I get it. If you are wheelchair bound, yes, this is the prime opportunity to get on the plane first. That I'm okay with. But if you are a screaming mother with four children and all of them are screaming, there is no reason why you should be getting on the plane first. They're going to be loud the entire time sitting in the back of the plane. Because I know you didn't buy four first-class seats. Why would you have them be on the plane sitting down longer? Why not just get on the plane last? Sit down and we can go. Oh, we got to go. Boom, bum. Let's go. So, after saying that that was the reason why I wanted to buy the boot. That led to more questions. Over the course of the weekend. And David had all these questions to ask. And I'm just like, I, I'm not kidding, dude. It's like my mom went to France for a year and she's not really handicapped, but they gave her a handicap pass anyways because she had knee uh, hip replacement. And now she has a handicap pass that she still uses, even though she's completely fine. Well, when they went to France for a year, I used the handicap pass. Parked all the way up front. Why? You know why? Because every time I see somebody park all the way up front in the handicap spot and get out of the car, and they literally get out of the car looking like you and me, they're not handicapped. Well, not all handicaps are visible. Don't get me started on that. Please don't. So then he asked questions about What if, and at this point, he's just trying to find scenarios in which I would say, yes, I would be polite enough to do this. And he knows I run marathons, so the poor guy just says, well, what if you have to take a bus to go to a marathon? I'm like, what? No. I, you don't know me, dude. And I feel like it's important for me to tell you 
I don't like to feel think about unrealistic scenarios. A bus to go to a race. Now, if you mean a shuttle bus, then that's a different story. So his question was, well, what if you know, you're taking a bus to a race and a pregnant lady gets on? Are you not going to give up your seat to the pregnant lady? And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. You're going to get pissed at this answer. So why are we even going there? But just for the record, no, I will not. And at that point, that was the last straw. That was the point where David got mad and realized, I'm not joking. So this entire time, you thought I was joking about the boot. But I wasn't. I actually want to buy your boot. So why would you think I'm joking if I'm actually having a conversation where we're basically almost at the purchasing price? Now you think I'm joking and this is the this is the moment you said, "Oh, he's not joking." Because I won't give up my seat for a pregnant lady. Or somebody in his state. He said, "Well, what if somebody like me got on the the, the bus?" I'm like, "Same scenario, dude." So he gets pissed, walks away, and that was the last time he actually spoke to me. Mind you, it was only like the next morning left on the weekend. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. But then the rest of the people that were in there witnessing this, I had to continue explaining. I'm like, listen, this scenario will never happen. Because number one, I work in personal injury. The bus doesn't have uninsured motorists. So I will never be getting on the bus. I don't take the bus. Number two... I grew up in a place where if the bus was full, it doesn't matter if you're handicapped or not, they're shoving you off the bus while it's in motion. Yeah. The amount of times I got shoved off a double-decker bus in England, no matter what I looked like, no matter what traffic was, just shoved off the bus, the back of the bus, into oncoming traffic. Yeah, that's where I grew up. And number three, the bus specifically has spots assigned for people who are handicapped and people who are pregnant. It's the fr- the first two seats at the beginning of the bus. It says, please leave these reserved for handicap and people in need. That's where the pregnant lady said. I have always sat when taking a bus to go to a tournament taking a bus to go to a marathon I even on a rental car shuffle a shuttle, a shuttle bus I always either stand because I don't trust people are on my bags if it's a rental car shuttle or I sit in the back of the bus closest to the bathroom always sat there you can ask the wife so why on earth would I be seating, sitting where the seats are specifically designed for pregnant ladies if a seat is specifically designed for a pregnant lady and a pregnant lady gets on, you best believe I will be getting on. I will be getting off that seat. I mean, it literally is for pregnant people. But that's not going to happen. On top of that, no pregnant lady or handicapped person 
is allowed on a shuttle bus to a marathon. Now, if you're getting on the bus that's taking you to the starting line to do your race, you have to be a participant in the race. You can't just, spectators aren't allowed on the bus, let alone people on crutches and pregnant bitches. So, yeah. I had to explain that to the rest of the audience because David had a conniption about the answer. What did you think I was going to say? Yes, by all means, I will get off my seat when I'm about to run 26.2 miles? No, dude. Like, you're insane if you think that's going to happen. You're insane if you think I'm going to get out of my way to allow a pregnant lady of all people in your scenario get on the bus, sit where I sit. If a pregnant lady gets on the bus, walks to the back of the bus where I'm sitting and says, sir, can you please give up your seat? The answer is no, dude. Like, really? Nobody else could have given up their seats. You have to come all the way to the back of the bus and ask me to give up your seat. Hell no. Why should I do it if nobody else is doing it? Exactly. And that, of course, led to everybody else who was listening to other questions. What would you do in this scenario? So you guys have never told a lie. So you guys have never tried to beat the system. Well, we've done it accidentally. Uh, What's the difference? Just because you do it accidentally and I do it on purpose, you're still beating the system. The main difference is you're actually taken away from somebody. I'm just sitting on the bus. I got on the bus first. I want to sit on the bus. And back and, and back to my boot plane scenario, I already bought the first class ticket or whatever ticket I paid for. Me getting on the plane first before first class doesn't affect anybody else if I'm still supposed to get on the plane before everybody else. Because I, I mean, I rarely buy a main cabin ticket. I'm either Delta Comfort or first class. So I'm already getting on the plane first. Who is this impacting? Well, you're lying. I'm like, yeah, but who fucking cares? I'm not lying. They don't know. Nobody else other than the person involved, me, knows that I don't actually have an injury. Who's it affecting? No one. Case closed. But even after that, Nicole told my wife that they still wanted to hang out. And this is how I know I married the right person on the right back she looks at me and says no I don't want to hang out with them they're unbearable and I'm like I know especially her especially her I'm like this is why I love my wife but yeah no even though all of that they still wanted to hang out so as I said for those who don't think I'm serious I'm always serious you will be amazed at the difference between what I who I am and what you thought I am I always take things seriously I rarely joke about what I say I do and also you're probably gonna be pissed off well that's our show for today hope everybody enjoyed the podcast 
As always, all episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Please don't be an idiot. I had somebody who was like, this is not music. Yeah, motherfucker, it's SoundCloud. You can make sounds by speaking. This is what we do. So, yeah. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, people, whether it's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time.